Hello, I'm glad you're here. My name is Kevin McDonald, host of the following show, Positive Talk Radio. First, let me thank you for listening. I believe that you tuned in for a reason, to make a personal connection with courage and love, creating your dream life, and we're here to help. Terrific guests and topics presented in a fun, entertaining way, so stay tuned for this commercial-free episode of Positive Talk Radio. Wow, I did that all by myself. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I'm so proud of my little butt. I'm so proud of him. So proud. <laughs> Benny, good, good, good morning, sir. How morning, are you this Monday morning. morning? I'm doing very well. It was a great weekend. Uh, not for our Seahawks, but we don't have to talk about that. But I did my first uh, tree trimming episode with my at my girlfriend's house, so that was uh, eventful, so to speak. Didn't know it took so much uh, uh, tr- I mean, there was a lot to do <laughs> for just such a little amount. <laughs> I hope you didn't have to get on a ladder. No, I had one of those really cool telescoping saws that goes like 20 feet above you. Oh, wow. So I had to make sure things fell 20 feet away from me and below me afterwards. <laughs> you are amazing. I, 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 When that sort of thing happens to me, I call somebody. Yeah, I'm getting to that point, too. Maybe in about another five more years. I'm going to give myself five. Yeah, because I, I, knowing my luck, I would have a tree branch land right on my head. Exactly. So it's 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 tough. It's this is Positive Talk Radio. It is Monday morning, and I'm glad you're here. We've got a great guest for you today. Uh, by the way, Benny, I wanted to ask you: Are you a dog guy or a cat guy? I'm kind of both. Uh, although, as of in the last like ten years, I have kids that kind of take over the, <laughs> that area that I would hope to get someday, but. That's fine because they're not as hairy. Well, even some can be, but they're hairy too. But <laughs> I have twin boys, and they give me enough uh, runaround, so we'll stick with that. But if I didn't have kids, I would probably go with a dog at the moment just because of where I'm at in my life. And uh, I grew up with Labradors, so Black Labs living in Alaska, so that was good. I'd probably get another Black Lab, you know, just because that's where I would go. Uh, I'm. Uh, we've also had cats too, so... But I'll lean towards dog. So what's it, what was it like for you when you lost your dog? So they weren't specifically the children in our family. They were my dad's. Uh, he did a lot of hunting and stuff like that and, and took pride in, in that and what he did. So they were really good for us and also kids as being guard dogs. So like living in Alaska, you know, when we'd go from like neighbors' houses and stuff like that, not to say we were like bush people, but <laughs> like when we go from one house to another, it's a little bit deeper. So they, you know, my dad would say, take the dog with you, you know, just in case, because they can see and hear things more than you could ever imagine. Um, there were a lot of moose in our area, a lot of wildlife, so to speak. So um, it was rough because we had an emotional attachment, but not as close as my father and that was always hard to see him cry because we've lost a couple when he was around too. So, yeah, it is. I, I personally think that losing a dog mm-hmm. is the hardest thing in the world to go through. And um, matter of fact, we're lucky today because we have a gentleman with us today. His name is Brandon Wainwright. Yes, he's written the book Tyson's Gift, and uh, we're going to talk about that for the entire hour. Which, by the way, is commercial free. Brought to, you, brought to you by MyIndependenceReport.com and uh, PositiveTalkRadio.net. So if you'd like to uh, go there, and you can find all, all of right. our past episodes and, and, and all of that stuff. Um, Brandon Wainwright is a police officer in California in the San Francisco area, and uh, he had a little dog. And we're going to talk about that because this, this story turns into right, so much more than just a, a little dog. 
that that passed away. So, Brandon, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you. I'm glad to be here, Kevin. Thanks for for having me. It's it was great to talk to you last week, and uh, I was so enthralled with the conversation. I wanted to have you on today so that this audience could listen to you because this audience is a little bit more in tune than perhaps the general public in as far as what you went through and and um and the outcome of it all and and where it, and where it took you so uh if you wouldn't mind could you tell us a little bit about about your dog tyson and how you got him and growing up and everything that you went through with him well tyson was a eight pound chihuahua dachshund mix he came into our lives um when i when i was my wife and i were actually just getting engaged working through a rough patch in our relationship. And, uh, I initially, I was, I wasn't so, so pleased that he was there, that he was coming in because I was afraid that, um, that he was going to detract from the attention my wife was giving to me at the time. Uh, so I was a little bit concerned about that. Um, uh, and I am ashamed to admit I was a little jealous, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, when he, when he came in, he's, you know, like I said, he's an eight pound chihuahua and, and I also was more a fan of bigger dogs, you know, from my childhood. So the last thing I was, had ever thought I would be getting was a, was a bigger or a, a little tiny dog if I ever got one at all. Um, <clears throat> so he came in, um, and at, at the time I, I, I was closed off basically from, you know, I, I, I had lots of traumas, um, with involving dogs specifically as a child. And so I hadn't really considered the idea of having a dog in my adult life. And when Tyson came into my life, he was completely, he, he was a hellhound. He was, he, you know, he, he, he was loving with my wife, but when it came to me, he, he treated me like I was a leper. Um, and, and, and that was unusual. Dogs typically took to me very quickly. And uh, so I had to really earn his, his love. And, but it, it, in very short order, I had a huge amount of respect and love for him. Much, it happened for me much quicker than it happened for him. At least that's what it appeared at the time. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he, he ended up capturing my heart, opening my heart up in ways that I never could have expected. And, and we went from there. You know, it's kind of embarrassing when you when you're uh, when you have to admit that you are jealous of an eight pound dog. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, but but those things happen. And uh, well, you know, and in his case, you know, I mean, it was it, he's worthy. <laughs> he's worthy of that jealousy. He commanded a lot of love and respect when he entered a room. Oh, so. I, I, from what from what, and we'll talk later about. Uh, how I know that, but I can assume that 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 was the truth because, uh, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, so stay with us for that, ladies and gentlemen. So you had uh, um, um, Tyson for a number of years. How long did you have him for? We had him for uh, right around thirteen years, just under thirteen years, actually. He when he passed, he he was right around fourteen. So we had him for a good long time. He lived a good long life, but you know it's. It's never long enough, as there any is dog no, lover can tell you. There's nothing like losing an animal, uh, especially one that you love. I've lost, I've lost several, and there is, you know, that's that's one of the reasons, quite frankly, why I'm not going to probably get another one because the on the other side of it, losing them is so dang hard. Yeah, but you know, the the thing is, I mean, that I think it is hard, but when you think about what they bring to your life 
and the fact that for them, you know, that is their lifespan. They're here for a purpose. They're, they're here for their own purpose. They're here. And they're also, I believe here to, to enrich us and to help us along in our, in our soul missions. And, um, you know, it's as painful as, as it is to lose them. The loss is, is, is feels like a tragedy, but the reality is that, you know, they, they fulfill their mission. They, 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 got out of it everything that they were supposed to get out of it and they brought to you everything they were supposed to bring to you and there there's no tragedy in that so what i would encourage you and anybody else that you know that that's that would like to have a dog but is you know doesn't want to do it because of the pain at the end of the line i think it's a it's more of a perspective thing you know the reality is that that we all live on we're all spiritual beings having a, an earthly experience, whether we be human or animals or you know, dogs, cats, whatever it might be. And, and <clears throat> so it, it's not the end of the line. It feels like the end of the line because you don't see them anymore in the, in the physical sense. But, but the reality is that they live on, you live on, and you will see them again. And bringing them into your life is, is giving them an opportunity to fulfill a mission that involves you. And, you know, it's interesting. And, that that uh because you you were at that time when you lost uh um tyson you were a police officer mm -hmm. you were um all of the things that you're now talking about were very foreign to you and uh, uh what was it because there was a moment in time to when you made some basic changes that you wanted to discover some things what what was that all about well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it was completely foreign to me because I had, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I had been exposed to spiritual concepts growing up, always in an ag agnostic form, never in any kind of religion or anything more, just discussions with my parents and things like that. Um, but I had never, it was never anything that I had been able to take on or, <clears throat> you know, as, as part of my personal belief system. But to your point, um, so when Tyson passed away, I up until that point, I had, I had tried on a number of religions throughout my life. Um, again, I was, I was raised in an agnostic family, but I always had a, a spiritual longing, um, not just for the, you know, the peace that comes with spirituality, but to be a part of a spiritual community where I had, you know, could share that with other people. But I, and so in my mind at, the, at that time, religions were really the only paradigm to achieve that. And, and I, I had never been exposed to, you know, more of a spiritual type of community that didn't involve an actual religion or church. And so I tried on different religions, everything from Mormonism, the Jehovah's Witness to, to um, non-denominational Christian. Um, <clears throat> and none of it ever really jived with me completely. I loved certain aspects of them, uh, particularly the being around other people that were trying to live good lives and, and live in a spiritual way. Um, but none of the, none of the, the, the belief systems didn't, I couldn't take all of them on. And so I wasn't going to take on just a little and not all. So I had just decided, in fact, I was even engaged to a lady that was very devout to her religion. And, and we ended up breaking up. I was madly in love with this woman too, <laughs> madly in love with her. And, and, but I still couldn't bring myself to convert because I didn't, I didn't want to do something I didn't truly believe in. Um, and so I had finally decided that, well, you know, I know there's more, I don't know what that is. And I'm just going to accept that and move on with myself. And that's okay. 
And I was. I want to stop you right there because there are a lot of people in this audience and a lot of people around the world that have that moment, that moment in their life when they say, (laughs) there has to be more. I don't know what it is, but I I need to go in search of it because I got to find out what it's all about because it doesn't make any sense what I've been told about it as an example that dogs have no souls. I grew up and I was always told in the religious uh, uh, group that I was in that dogs have no souls, animals have no souls, only people have souls, which I don't believe at all and neither do you. Um, but but it became a a moment in time when I said that that can't be all there is. There has to be more. And that's what I wanted to do and that's what you chose to do and that's what a lot of people they get to for somewhere somewhere in their 30s and 40s they get to the point where they're going well god i'm half over um you know i i don't want this to be the end i'm halfway done i i want there to be more to it and so this discussion we're having is very important for people to understand that they can go in search of it because that's what you did yeah yeah and i did you know i was searching from my my main search started in college and then the first couple of years out of college and then when I was in, engaged to the to the woman I I explored her religion pretty in depth um and but yeah like I and I had decided that I that it was none of it was jiving and then and I was okay with it until you know um until Tyson passed away and and I up to that point you know I was I was 45 when he passed away I had lost my fair share of loved ones obviously at that age I'd lost you know, grandmas and grandpas and friends. And, and, uh, and I had always just accepted as, as just, you know, it's, it just is what it is. It's, it's the, it's the nature of life, the nature of death. It, it, you know, I don't know how things are going to end up, but I'm not going to. And so I just accepted it, you know? Um, but when Tyson passed away, it was different because for one thing, he was, he was like, he was my soulmate he and I had a, a closeness and richness that was, that was just, it, it was beautiful and deep and obviously unspoken, <laughs> at least in, 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 in the English language. Um, um, but he was, he was like a, a combination between a brother, um, a child, you know, and a mentor all, all in one little eight pound fur package, you know? And so, when he passed away, I couldn't, it, it, this, particularly the child aspect of it, it was hard for me to accept because, you know, he was, he was an innocent, uh, he was deep and he was powerful, but he was also an innocent. And it was hard for me to just accept that this innocent, beautiful soul that I didn't know what happened to him. I couldn't, I just was having a lot of trouble wrapping my heart around that, my brain around that. And initially I didn't realize that that was what was happening. I was just grieving you know, I knew that that when I lost him, it was going to be intense, and I was going to be in a lot of pain. But it, but it was, it, it was so much deeper than that. I really and I realized that within a couple of days of of going through it, that you know, there's more here. I'm 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 grappling with more here than just loss. I'm grappling with this whole spiritual concept. And and so, I, you know, like I told you in our previous conversation, I I, I went to a, a trusted friend's mother and had a conversation with her about what she believed in the afterlife, you know, and she's religious, or at least I thought she was. (laughs) Um, And she, you know, she said, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I know this is going to sound crazy coming from somebody, she's Catholic, you know, but uh, I don't believe that there's anything else. I think, I think that that's just it. And I, and I'm, I don't even want to think about what happens. And I, I, 
Yeah, I respected her honesty and I, and I, you know, I wasn't upset with her or anything, but I was a little bit shocked. And obviously it didn't feel very good to hear that when I'm trying to, you know, make some peace regarding Tyson. Um, and so I, I, what I ended up doing was I, I, I didn't know what I was looking for, but I, I, all I knew was that I wanted the pain to be, to be, I wanted comfort. And so I went on Amazon the evil Amazon, and I, That's I, what I, I always I, do when I want something. <laughs> I go on Amazon, <laughs> but I, you know, I knew that there was there were a lot of books on there. I knew it was a good way to to search for for books, and I specifically I wanted to read something about animals in the afterlife, whether that be fiction, nonfiction. I didn't really care. I just wanted to read something that was going to give me some you know sense of comfort. And at that moment, I was just looking for some peace at that moment. So I punched in animals in the afterlife specifically and there is a title to a book called animals and the afterlife by kim sheridan and it's a nonfiction book um, written by a naturopathic doctor who happens to have um, strong psychic intuitive ability um, and it, it just it documents all these stories throughout her life involving animals um, animal reincarnation on several occasions and um, it also talks about um, uh, consultations that she had done with with animal communicators which are if you're not familiar with that animal intuitives people that can communicate with animals on on a spiritual soul level whether they be incarnate or or passed on passed on and the whole concept sounded nuts to me but at the same time and not not i shouldn't say nuts it sound, it just sounded like something that was um, it was actually incredibly compelling because the way it's laid out, it's, it's just very matter of fact. It's not sensationalized. It's just what, what her experiences were. And I, I was very skeptical, but at the same time, I thought, well, if, if, this, if this is real, you know, then it's worth exploring because it's, it's evident that, that she's had some pretty profound experiences and, and it's brought her a lot of peace. So I decided even though it was something I never would have thought I was going to do, I decided to do some consultations with the animal communicators to see if I could somehow contact Tyson and, and get some, some peace about where he was at. And if I'm honest, also to beg him to come back to me, <laughs> um, you know? Uh, and so I ended up doing that, you know, and, and she, and Dr. Sheridan, you know, she refers to several in her book that she, had had amazing success with. And so I started with those, with a couple of them. And, you know, they, the, the experiences that I had in those consultations were not convincing to me. Again, I was very skeptical and I, um, you know, and it wasn't, you know, fair to them, but I was, I was looking for not just a, a, some, an uplifting experience, but also I was looking for something that would give me a sense of proof that, you know, that you, take, you, take the questions out of my mind that, that it was real. You wanted more than just your dog misses you and the dog is waiting for you and the old dog will see you on the other side yeah. and you don't need to worry. It's okay. They're fine. I wanted, yeah, I wanted, I wanted more than just, just your typical, you know, things that anybody could, could infer from the fact that, Hey, you're contacting me to talk to your dead dog. Obviously you, you have a lot of pain and you're, and, and you obviously had a real closeness. I mean, it's not going to take a rocket scientist to say that the you know that you miss the dog, the dog misses you, whatever. And so yeah, I was I was I needed to hear some. I needed specifics. I needed I needed references to things about our relationship that were unique and specific to us. And 
and his life. And, and that, you know, again, that wasn't, it doesn't take away any credibility from, from, from the, because the first two that I consulted with, I didn't, I didn't get that, that from that. And it doesn't take away their credibility. I, I, I don't, I don't think that they're, you know, fraudsters or, or anything like that. It's just that the, whatever came through for, you know, to them during our session, didn't give me what I needed at that moment. And so, 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 so since you were so skeptical and you went through two of these and it's like, Oh, you know, maybe not. And then what kept you going? Um, well, let's see. So the first one, yeah, the first one I had all these high hopes and it, it really, it just kind of left me longing, um, and feeling m more empty. So I decided, you know, I'll give, I'll give one more a try. And so I, I called, I, I called and, and left a couple messages on, on different people's voicemail. And basically, um, the two people got back to me at different times. And the first ones called and said, Hey, I'm, I, I'm sick. Well, she had her assistant call me and tell me she had the flu. She didn't want me to have to wait because she assumed that I was really hurting and needed, needed some, some comfort. And so she referred me to another lady who booked me for a couple of weeks out. Um, and, and so, and then, and then in the interim, the, the first, the other one that I called, called and said, Hey, I'm, I was out of town, but I'm available now. Would you like to do a consult? So it's kind of one of those things where I don't know that I would have done as many as I did if it hadn't fallen together like that. But the second one was sort of similar to the first one. Didn't, didn't really blow my socks off. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, I had this session with Sandy Casca, who is an animal communicator out in Iowa. And, uh, and she's also an attorney, I should preface it with that. So she's, you know, she, it's not like she's somebody that is doing this because she needs the money, some kind of charlatan. You know, she has a, you know, a, actually, at this point, she's trying to wean herself out of law, because she wants she finds much more fulfillment in animal communication. But it's hard for her, um, because she has a, a robust practice, you know, that she and she feels loyal to her clients. So anyway, I had this session with 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 Sandy. And it, it just blew my mind. It was everything from the very start, everything she said was specific and, and accurate. And, and even the subtleties, she described my relationship with Tyson um, very, in a very kind of poignant, detailed way. She described my wife's relationship with him, which is much like mine, but subtly different. And, and she described my daughter's relationship with Tyson, which was also different um more more you know more direct and different um more kind of obvious but but still it was accurate and then she described um his tyson's physical ailments one of his you know and i was like there's no way you could make this up you know and and it 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 really blew my mind kind of got me for the first time i i was like wow this is this is real i was still skeptical though I, I, you know, as much as I, I told her when we got off the phone, I think you're made, you made a believer out of me. But the reality was that I still, I was well on my way, but I still wasn't convinced. And so I'm trying to assimilate this, these experiences and, and how it's, um, you know, shifting my whole per, spiritual perspective. And then a friend um, who also had lost a dog not long before Tyson passed um, su suggested that I go to a medium that he knew. Uh, and she, she also is, is somebody that is, does something completely different for a living. She's an interior designer. 
Um, but she's a very talented medium and he told me about her and said, Hey, I think you should go to her. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I'll do that. But I, I, it, it took me some time. Cause I was, like I said, I was, I was assimilating all this information and, and shifted paradigm. And I finally, after a couple of months, he, he got, got on me about, it. he said, I really think you should go to her. I think you would have an amazing experience. So I did mostly out of curiosity. And when this happened, I had, uh, communication with, um, my grandma, my uncle, my aunt, and, and Tyson. And my grandma passed away 30, 30 years prior to this. My uncle also passed away that same year. And then my aunt had passed away several, you know, about seven years ago or so, eight years ago. And, you know, obviously Tyson. And for two hours in this session, everything she said was accurate. And, and, she, and, and the communications that were, their personalities came through like really clearly. And, uh, it, it just it, it it blew my mind and tight in the book tyson's gift i i document the whole thing and i i described that the name of the chapter is coffee with loved ones because i literally felt like i had unexpectedly walked into a you know coffee shop and has saw them all sitting in a corner at a table and said hey hey brandon long time sit down let's 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 have a chat that's what it that's what it felt like and and when i when i was driving home from the session i was like I felt like I just sat down for coffee with them, you know, and the, the thing was, they weren't even on my radar. They weren't even, like I said, my grandma and, and uncle passed away when I was 16 years old. It, you know, I, I sure I thought of them from time to time, but not very often. And, and I certainly didn't have any angst anymore, at least not in, in that I was conscious of regarding them. And um, it just, that did it for me. Well, what I, did, what did Tyson have to say? Well, he Tyson, I, I won't get into the specifics of it because I want people to actually be curious when they read the book. I don't want to tell the whole story, but but he uh, it was there was things regarding his, you know, um, his life and 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 even things regarding like how we had commemorated him um, after he passed away. Definitely his physical ailments. I mean, and, and actually in a lot more detail than Sandy had had outlined. And it, and with with Sandy, I had asked her, you know, can you tell me about his leg? Because he had an issue with his leg, and and Sandy identified it. Um, but with with Lisa Silverman, that's that's the the medium. I didn't even prompt her. She just she says, hey, you know, he was a macho man, wasn't he? And I said, yeah, uh, absolutely. He was a he, you know, he might have only been eight pounds, but he was super macho, very masculine. And and she says, but yet he was frail which she was because he had this bum, um, this bum hip. And, and she, she described it all perfectly. And even how, how the, uh, his injury in one area had, had ended up causing, um, uh, you know, we, he, he had had to, to supplement because he had to keep his left leg up. He, he had to put all of his weight on his right front, front paw. And that ended up causing arthritis in his, you know, his right, his right joint, shoulder joint. And she described all that without me, without any prompting from me at all, you know? So, I mean, and, she, and, didn't, and I, I had I hate to peek under the blanket a little bit too much, but didn't she also say at one point that there was a reason why when you first got Tyson, that he was distant from you? That was Sandy. That was Sandy. That was Sandy. That was the free. Yeah. That, that was one of the first things she said. And that, and that you can imagine 
for me, I mean, that was, that was a pretty poignant statement and pretty, you know, that gave, gave her a lot of credibility was that she, she said, so Tyson had to be a real tough egg to crack, you know? Um, and he did, like I said, it took two months, two months of, of him treating me like I was like, he was like, I was a leper basically, um, before he, before he would completely open up to me. And I had, and that never happened before the dog, like I said, I was always a kind of a dog whisperer and, and he, you know, it forced me to open my heart to him and, 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 and to, in order for him to open his heart to me, I was going to have to completely open my heart up to him. And, and I wanted it, you know, and, and I was obviously motivated by it, but yeah, Sonny hit that right on the nose. And that was like, I mean, come on, that's not typical. And that definitely gave her some credibility for me. Um, yeah, when, what, what Lisa told me that was, that was very poignant was that, um, that maybe I can't actually get, yeah, it was Lisa. Um, there's a lot of different information from the two different uh, mediums, but the Lisa said that, that, that Tyson came to, to Misha, my wife, in order to get to me because because she's the one that that got him from a friend and and at first i was like you know well that doesn't that's not very nice like you know tyson loved misha every bit as he loved as much as he loved me and she's like oh no 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 he did he did but but his mission was to open you open your heart you know and that was his his biggest mission and in order to get to you because you would have never gotten him on your own he had to come through misha you know and and so yeah yeah that that was it. you know and people have told me well you know i've got a friend who's a who's an atheist um and of course obviously he's very dismissive about all this stuff and you know but he, he says well you know could could the two mediums have talked you know and um you know is there anything anything about this online and and the answer is is it's not like every medium knows each they don't all know each other it's not no. It's it's not as small of a community as you would think. Actually, there's actually a lot more of these people, and um, and, and a big this community is much much bigger than people realize. Um, and 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 the other thing is, one's in Iowa, the other one's out here in California. Um, and and there's no information online, as far as I know, regarding my uncle. Uh, he didn't have the same last name as me. I've never posted anything about him on Facebook, um, Grandma either. You know, so I, honestly, the amount of time that somebody would have had to do to, to figure out all these facts about, about my loved ones, I mean, it would have taken the FBI a month easily, you know, <laughs> to figure all this stuff out. So for, for $130, you know, session, I don't think it's going to be in her um, financial best interest to do all that. <laughs> so when you discovered all of this and, uh, it became clear to you that Tyson actually was coming through and your, and your uncle and your, and the other folks were actually there. What did you think? Were you, were you now convinced that this was going to be something that you were going to embark on yourself or were you still like, I just don't know. No, at that point I was convinced. I, I was, I was convinced at that point. I, you know, I still found myself, you know, that, that logical ego driven brain, um, you know, kicking in and, and trying to say, Oh no, no, come on, come on, come on. Really? You're believing in all this crap. 
come on, you're, you're, you're a cop, you know, and you, you've, 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 you've never believed in religion. You, you've never believed in any of this crap. Why are you believing in it now? You know, are you, you know, like, are you maybe doing this because you uh, wishful thinking, like, you know, that, that I would actually was something that I was concerned about. And I checked, did a lot of self checks on, you know, am I believing this because I'm so desperate to have peace? over Tyson or is this is this for real like I said I was always not willing to do that not willing to compromise and 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 lie to myself over these things and um and so I fought that to some extent but the the information was so incredibly accurate and and it was like there's no way you know this there's just no way and by the way I've had several friends that I've referred to at least since then and they've all had amazing experiences with her equally you know um and so, yeah, so, so at that point I was convinced and it was like, okay, I, there's more, I know there's more, I know there's life after death. And I know that we're spiritual beings having a human experience and I can't just live with this, this, this knowledge and just, just go on. Like I, like I did before, this is, it was life-changing. And I was at that point, I was looking for ways to grow spiritually, to in, increase my own intuitive ability, which by the way, we all have. We were all born with with natural psychic, if you will, ability, um, but it you know it's something that we're all taught to disregard from a very early age. It's just the the way our our social structure works. It's not something that 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 our society gives a whole lot of credit to, and so you know, and if you do, if you are guided by these principles, it you'll be quickly rebuked by your by your elders, and you know, and and not that they're doing that out of any kind of malice it's they're, they're doing it because they're trying to protect you based on their own belief systems um but at any rate we're, it's definitely subverted from from a very early age for people um well, I, I, have to, I have to tell you real quick uh brandon by the way we're talking with brandon and he is uh um brandon wainwright and he's written the book tyson's gift uh please go to amazon and uh you can also go to tysonsgift.com and there's a link there to get to Amazon so that you can pick this book up and it would be highly in your best interest to do that because it's the first half of the book is really fun because it just talks about Tyson and his life and, and the fun things that they had. And then the second part becomes really, really a spiritual awakening moment for uh, Brandon and also his wife and also his, uh, his daughter because they, he, he became to realize that, that there was something more. And by the way, the reason you're here, Brandon, and the reason that this show exists is exactly the same thing that you experienced, is that I discovered almost 20 years ago now that this isn't all there is. There is more, and that we need to uh, understand that and to work with it and to, and to do uh, other things. My choice was to try and get the word out through radio. I've, I've interviewed literally thousands of, well, not thousands, probably um, 30 or 40 psychics and done thousands of readings with them. That I can assure you. And and they, it's real. The whole mm -hmm. concept is it happens. It's real. And uh, um, and because of that, you, t you felt the need to uh, embark upon your own education as far as energy goes and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. By the way, this, this uh, uh, presentation is commercial-free. And so you can you're listening to this without commercials, except for I suppose I could tell you that listen to positive talk radio uh, dot com or um, 
mindependentreport.net or mindependentreport.com. That's what it is. I keep forgetting my own stuff. That's that's terrible. <laughs> anyway, so you decided that you were going to do something special. What was it? Well, the, the, you know, at first I started with, with meditation. That was the very first thing I did was, you know, just trying to slow down, um, live a more directed life, try to connect, you know, with spirit. That's how you do it is just through meditation. Um, but specifically, I, I, you know, I was looking for more. I was, I was looking for a jump start, and a friend of mine had just recently gone through a Reiki training. Um, Reiki, if you're not familiar, is, is uh, a Japanese form of energy healing. Um, it's, it's where you, uh, the human becomes the conduit for spiritually guided life force energy. That's a better way of describing Reiki. It's, it's energy that comes from spirit, um, and it's, it flows through your hands, and it's, it can help with anything from physical ailments to emotional grief or you know, um, balance to even you can even help give it to people to help them with, with specific situations in their lives. It's, it's energy that's, that's here to help us in our, our, in our growth and mission here on earth. Um, and so I, I had a friend, actually another police colleague who had taken this, this, this class and I was, she's recommended that I do it because it's, you know, it's in that realm. It's, it's, it's a way to connect with spirit. And so I did that. I took the first class and I had an amazing experience in the class and in very short order, I started, I started practicing, um, and having some, you know, amazing success and ha having a big impact on the people that I was providing Reiki to. And, and then I took the second level, which is, uh, where you can send, you can actually send Reiki through time and space. Uh, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it, it's, this is energy that's, that's in, it comes from spirit. So it's not dictated by, by geographic location. It's, it's in the spirit realm and which we're all a part of. Um, and, that I was, I, uh, you know, again, I was, I was definitely skeptical uh, when I, when I took the class, but I, you know, the, the people that I, that I took the class with, I trusted and had a lot of respect for. So I definitely was willing to give it a shot. And as soon as I started using that, that second level where you're sending it, I had some incredible experiences. For, like, for example, I was telling you, um, my friend's daughter had chronic migraines and, to the point where her whole life had gotten shut down. She had to stop working. She had to drop out of college. She was having these daily debilitating migraines. And I, I asked if I could send to her, um, see if the Reiki could help her. And I kid you not, as soon as I started sending it to her, they stopped and they, didn't, they never came back. She had, she had one more 10 minute migraine after I first started sending to her and she hasn't had any since then. And the, and the only, the only intervention that has shifted was, was the Reiki. She had tried everything else, you know, medical intervention, diet, exercise, stress level decreases, nothing had worked. And, and then all of a sudden the Reiki comes in and, and as it, so that gave, you know, so I, I did that. And then I became a Reiki master and I've just been, you know, progressing, slowly progressing. It's one of those things where once you, once you accept that this is real and, and you decide you're going to make it a, a part of your life, and part of your your spiritual practice, part of your yeah your life paradigm, if you will, then you just slowly grow in it like anything else. It's like a muscle; you become more and more connected, and um, and it's for me, it's really changed my life in the in the best way possible. But even even your uh, daughter 
will come to you every now and again and say, Dad, can you give me some Reiki? I don't feel right. I even had had her um, get get throw a temper tantrum because my wife's wanting it, and uh, and I'm and I'm I'm giving it to her, and 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 my daughter comes in and she's, I've got my hand hurts, and and you know like she's got she's twelve, so she's got growing pains here and there. And I've had her come in and throw a fit because I'm giving it to my wife. And I'm like, mom asked me first. If you needed it so bad, why didn't you, why didn't you ask me earlier? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And, and initially, Madison, my daughter, was, was like, she, she let me work on her here and there. Mostly when I had her captive in the, in the car on the way to, to school. But, but once, it, in fairly short order, she started requesting that I give it to her. You know, and I would spend like an hour because I, I used to, when I drive her to school, it was an hour drive just to get her to school. Um, and I would, yeah, I would work on her the whole time we were on the drive to school. And, and so, yeah, I mean, if you're convincing a, at the time she was 10 years old, you're convincing a 10 year old girl that it's, you know, just based on, you know, to have, let, have a little girl sit still long enough to, you know, to, to receive this. It's um, it says something about it for sure. Well, you know, it's interesting that you're a policeman and, and there should be a law somewhere that says no Reiki while driving. <laughs> well, the thing is, when you're when you're giving Reiki, you're the conduit, but you're not the one that's actually, um, you know, you, it's not the energy isn't coming from you. It's you are you, you open yourself up spiritually, you let it flow through you. Um, and literally, once you get it started, you don't even really have to be consciously thinking about it. You just... You know, you're still like flowing the energy. You're still actively, you know, you can feel the energy going through you. In that sense, you're conscious of it, but it's not like you're, you know, listening to meditation music or, you know, or like in some kind of a weird daze. Otherwise, you're just just going carrying on as normal, you know. Um, And so, yeah, you can you can definitely do Reiki while driving. It's perfectly safe. And uh, and it's a great way to multitask. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, again, we're talking with uh, Brandon Wainwright. He's written the book Tyson's Gift. And I'm going to put Benny to work for a moment because if you would like to, I have in my possession a signed copy of that book. Then I would like to be able to give it to one of our guests, or excuse me, one of our uh, um, listeners right now. So if you call Benny, uh, he will uh, take your information down, and then I'll send you the book Um Tyson's gift, uh, 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. And uh, it's a great book. It's a great read. You'll pick it up and you won't put it down until the last page, I promise. And it's 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 a great book. Now, uh, Brandon, we're going to run out of time. I'm freered. So we want to get to um, the the, uh, the outcome of all of this, if you, if you can share what happened, uh, because... At one, at one time, you were hopeful, and by the way, um, Martha Norwalk, who does a show on Sundays, has been an advocate forever that uh, uh, animals can come back to be with you, the same spirit in a different body can come back, and uh, that was what you were hoping for at one point, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, and I asked every time I did a reading, you know, and over the years, I've several, the last few years, I've done quite a few um, and I, yeah, I always ask him, is he going to come back? When's he going to come back? And he, and he was always, for the most part, he was always very noncommittal. And I, and they'd always basically tell me, 
I, he won't say when he's coming back, but I definitely get the strong impression that he's coming back, you know, and I just can't tell you exactly when. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it, I, I ended up, I finished the book at, at the end of 2019, December of 2019. And in February of 2020, um, we had a new edition that came to us very um, serendipitously. Um, surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah. Um, it wasn't something that we sought out. It was something that came to us. And um, we have a, a little Chihuahua mini pincher mix named Pepper, who not surprisingly is right around eight pounds. Um, and uh, and she's Tyson. Yeah, she, she is absolutely Tyson reincarnated. And I put that in the epilogue of the book because I had already finished it. And I, you know, some people have told me don't, don't, don't reveal that just yet. Um, <laughs> you know, wait. And I am going to write a sequel book eventually. Um, once, once, you know, I'll, I have to live it before I can write about it. Um, but yeah, it's um, she. It, it's she is absolutely Tyson. And you know, it's interesting because over the weekend I made a movie a number of years ago. Um, it's a, a, a comedy. Uh, it's a comedy about a, a, a ninja superhero. <laughs> um, and Tyson is in that book, is in that movie. And we, I had a friend over who was in the movie and we were watching it over the weekend. And, and when Tyson's scene came up, I was watching it and it was like, I'm looking at Tyson, but I see pepper <laughs> because, because the two of them are so, you know, I mean, it's the same soul. I mean, you can just, you can just feel it, you know, and I knew it from, the, I knew it from, you know, I wasn't even necessarily thinking that it was, that it was Tyson when Pepper first came to us because it, 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 it had been told to me that it shall, he'll come eventually, but, but I don't know when. So I wasn't putting any expectations on it. This dog was so cool. I didn't really care. Um, and, but within a couple of days of having her, it was evident to me that, oh yeah this is this is definitely tyson and i don't want to get into too many of of the of the of the, the clues but I'll, I'll just give you i'll give you the, the, the i'll just give you the first night because there's 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 several more that are even more poignant but i'll give you the first night so we come into the house with the new dog she immediately goes to the back door as if she had lived there before it was crazy she went straight to the back door to go outside um, and that, that was, we were like, wow, that was crazy. I mean, it was like, like she, she owned the place already from the time she, she does have a strong personality, but still. And then the other thing, and like I said, these, there's, there's more poignant examples, um, more convincing examples, but the night Tyson throughout his life, he would typically fall asleep on my shoulder. I, I, he would fall asleep with his head on my shoulder. And then he would migrate down under the covers and sleep behind my, my wife's legs. And I woke up in the middle of the first night with Pepper asleep on my shoulder. Wow. Um, and, and that, that told me, I mean, those, those were a couple just physical clues, but more than anything, I can just feel that it's him. I know it's him. Cause it's the same. It's like, it's like, imagine if, if you, you know, imagine somebody that in your life that you were really, really close to um, whether it be a, a, a romantic partner or possibly a, you know, a relative, a parent, maybe that you've lost if that person came back to you in a different body, would you not sense it immediately? Of I think course. you probably would. Well, it's the same thing. It's that, it's that same thing. Now, so is, is peppers, uh, is, is her physical body, 
uh, in better shape than uh, what Tyson's was? Yeah, and Tyson, for the most part, was actually very healthy. He just had that bum hip that, that was developmental. Um, but yeah, Ty Pepper's a little beast. She's, you know, she's, she's super athletic, um, really strong. Uh, yeah, she's, she's a specimen, you know, and, and that was actually, I don't even know if I, I can't remember if I even put that in the book, but that was something that was told, that was told to me that, that, the that the new dog would be, um, that the new version of Tyson would be much more robust physically. Um, and so, and, and she has, thank God, cause you know, you could tell she's, she has, a, she parties, she parties all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so tell me, you know, after all of this and Tyson's gift is the name of the book, please pick it up. Um, Brandon Wainwright is the author. If you need to look it up through him, you can go to tysonsgift.com, um, or it goes straight to Amazon and you can pick it up there. Uh, it's a great book, and by the way, I'm giving away a copy, and uh, you guys have been asleep at the wheel, so if you want to, give us a call, 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569, and you can also message us to get that book, and uh, um, because I have no earthly idea how, um, Benny's going to tell us how to do that. You can go to uh, the website, KKNW, you know, 1150KKNW.com, and or Facebook. We're on Facebook right now, so uh, hit up there, and I will grab information. Very nice. And so Benny will take care of that for us. So, Brandon, i got to ask you, I know that your wife uh, supports you in this mission that you, that you are on, but given, given the totality of it and everything that you've been through in the last several years, uh, tell our audience what, what it's been like for you. Uh, you're a cop. You've been a cop for 10 years. You know, it's, it's, yeah, everything a is longer than that, actually no. <laughs> a little longer, okay. not much longer, but a little longer. <laughs> and, uh, so you've been doing all of that, but how has this changed your life? Uh, well, you know, I mean, when you, when you start to, to realize that, that, I mean, again, I mean, I think everybody on some level realizes it, even people that claim to be atheists, I think on some level, they realize that, that there's more that that we're like i said that we're spiritual beings having an earthly experience whether you be you know a human or a dog or, or whatever once you realize that you realize that we're all connected we are one if you will um it just it, it i mean it just naturally makes you look at people differently i i mean i i always was a pretty em empathetic person i'm an empath actually so it, it it comes pretty natural to me, but I, you know, it, it just, it, it, when, it, when you, when this becomes your, your spiritual paradigm, you just, you're more consciously aware of that perspective is, I guess, the best way I could put it. You're, you know, you see people different, you know, at work, I, I've always tried to be decent to people and treat them with compassion and, and whether they be getting arrested or citation or whatever, or they're a victim of something, but but you definitely you just look at people with a lot more empathy um, and more connection to them. And so in that sense, it, it enriches your life, you know, and gives you a much more peaceful feeling. But it also has made it harder for me because I, you know, I'm, I'm, when you're a cop, it, the natural thing to do is to put a little bit of a thick skin around you just to protect yourself and to make your day to day a little bit easier. And sure. In some ways it does, it definitely does, because you just kind of, 
just go on. You just got your tasks and you're, you're going through. Um, uh, but in other ways, it, it hardens you a little bit. And, and I think, and so in, in, in it's in, on the one hand, it's made, it's made my connections with people richer, I would say. Um, it's given me a lot of peace, for sure. I used to look at, and when I go to work, the thought of dying, especially given with, with everything that's been going on, you know, I think there's, there's been a lot of times when I've honestly felt like there's no, I don't know why I'm doing this. This, this is achieving nothing. I could be doing my absolute best work and policies are going to be there to destroy anything I'm doing, you know, and, and nobody seems to care. You know, if I die, what's, what's, what's going to happen? You know, there's the only people that are going to care are my friends and family, you know, I'm not, and I'm not doing it really achieving anything. So honestly, I, that gave me a lot of this, you know, pain over the years, concern. Um, and I think, I think most cops or in military probably will, especially right now, military people will tell you the same thing, but, you know, so knowing that, that we live on, that we're just spiritual beings having an earthly experience and that this is one of many lives that you will live or have lived. Um, that gives you a sense of peace. Um, but more than anything, it changes your, your perspective on life and other people. Uh, and, and that's, that is why I wrote this book is that I, you know, I obviously I wanted to memorialize Tyson because I love him so much. I wanted I want people to remember the powerful, beautiful soul that he was, and 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 honoring him. So that was that was certainly a motivating factor. But the main reason that I wrote the book, and the main reason I believe that I was guided to write this book, is to to share not just the story and entertain people with it, but also to to help people to see that that. We like I, I keep saying this, but it's really the truth that we're spiritual beings having a human experience, and I and I I hope that the book will will inspire people to to go on their own search because I'll tell you, you know, I read that book, Animals and the Afterlife, and it and it it's very compelling and it, it's got all kinds of stories in it, but I wasn't convinced. Yeah, I was right. compelled. I was compelled and I, and it inspired me to go on my own search, but I didn't fully get it until I had my own experiences in which I can still continue to grow in. I still have, I'm having more and more you know, deeper levels of experiences as, you know, as I progress. And I, so I really would encourage people to, uh, you know, for if, if, if they want to read the book, read it for the entertainment value initially, if you want um you know maybe just you're the fascination of maybe with what the mission what the story is but i hope that they'll be open to what's in there because i think i think i think it could bring you a lot of peace i think if you go on your own journey you'll find that it's a it's a worthy one indeed we've been talking with brandon wainwright he's written the book tyson's gift and i just wanted to mention to you that that because i believe the same things you do and i have proof to back it up I, I treat death differently than I used to. Mm -hmm. It's no longer a mystery to me. I know what happens when we get to the other side. I know that when they die here, they're doing great over there. They're much happier than they are here. And uh, if they usually, were, <laughs> yeah, well, if they were infirmed or had physical ailments and stuff, they're much better off now. Absolutely. So, again, thank you so much. We uh, sadly, I could talk to you for hours, but we've run yeah, out of time. Here. And so go get the book Tyson's gift from uh, brandon wainwright and i want to thank everybody for tuning in today we'll be back wednesday at four benny take us out won't you please